picture a redhead gal. She has a short face, but oh my god, dude. Hey, we're on the Out of Pocket Podcast. Um, this is our special NBA preview show. We're just handle, handling the Eastern Conference uh, this ep. And uh, we're going to have a special guest, Yums. Say hi. Hi. Cool. You probably um, heard me with uh, Watch Me Stream. Uh, anyways, um, follow us at Twitter at Out of Pocket Pod. And then SoundCloud dot com slash the out of pocket podcast itunes we're on there search us the out of pocket podcast you'll find us um and then rate and review that's very important um so this episode we're just going to be uh looking at the eastern conference the over-unders for each team and we're going to just give our thoughts about Either over or under, and then we'll look back at the end of the year, and we'll decide, hey, who did well. And we have an amateur, yours truly, and then we have a pro. So, you know. Yeah. So me and Yams have we've been doing this honestly for like four or five years, just on the phone, pretending it's a podcast. So this is the first time we've ever done it as a podcast, and maybe it'll suck, maybe it won't. Uh, Tons of other people do similar podcasts to this, but this is our version of it, and uh, should be fun. Don't play with your paper. Thanks. All right, starting off. Um, oh yeah, also great thing about Yams is that he used to be really in the NBA, like I am, but now he just doesn't pay attention at all. So um, it's just gonna be fun to hear Outdated. his 2012 takes on yeah. the NBA. Yeah. So, we're going to start with the Atlanta Hawks, as we usually do. Alphabetically. And alphabetically. Uh, we're not going to go alphabetically, but we're starting with Atlanta Hawks. Oh, and, okay. Um, I feel like we always have a hard time with this team. We always do. And they're always in this similar range, and I'm often going to ask Yams like, what he thinks uh, the over-under for, this, for these teams are. So, what do you think for the Atlanta Hawks? Who did they add? They lost Jeff Teague. Yeah, uh, they added Dwight Howard. Oh my god. <laughs> I forgot. So this is going to be an interesting. Uh, they subtracted Al Horford. That's right. Where um, did he go? Boston? Yeah, and they traded yes. They traded Jeff Teague, and I think Dennis Schroeder is now going to be the star, starter. Uh, they re-signed uh, Kent Bazemore for $70 million, four years. Oh four my years. god. So if you remember him as the undrafted guy on the Warriors who was the bench... Uh, bench guy, Bazin and such, and now he's, uh, he's gonna be making, like, 17 a, 17 a year. Okay, um, well... So what do you think? Uh, um... I'm okay, so it's 43 and a half, yeah. thanks for guessing. No, um, I didn't guess! <laughs> we don't want to have a three-hour podcast. I do. Um, <laughs> so, what do you think, over or under? Um, I don't know. Is Dwight healthy? Um, at at the moment. Or? At the moment, you know, for whatever that means, he hasn't played a healthy season and quite since, since I had him in fantasy, since right? Yams out of fantasy. The blocks and the high field goals, yeah, and percentage. So right? I think over just because. Yeah, I, I was gonna the say. East. 43 and a half isn't that much. They can get 44. You know, it's not, but 
got like Chicago. I'm, I guess Chicago kind of blew it up too, right? Uh, well, we'll get to them. No, we will. But I don't know. Forty three and a half would have placed them. At, basically, the over would have made them the eight seed last year. I'll go. I'll go under. Okay. All right. Next, Miami Heat. Uh, they had a. Another 48-win season. They lost to the Toronto Raptors in the uh, Eastern Semi-Conference. Um, conference Semis? Yeah, Conference Semis. <laughs> okay. Uh, they didn't match Wade's contract. Uh, Bosch failed his physical. It seems like he will not be part of the team. Oh. And their starters are as follows. Followed uh, uh, Drogic, Josh Richardson, Justice Winslow, Bob McRoberts, and Hassan Whiteside. Um, they also uh, signed. They re-signed Tyler Johnson for four years, fifty million. <laughs> he averaged six points per game. He played against us in high school. He played against Bernie uh, in the state tournament when he was at Mountain View, and this kid wasn't drafted. And now he's making a shit ton, and Bernie should be in the NBA. Anyways, um, what do you think over under? Well, maybe if I knew that, you know, all the the roster situation, maybe I would have gone over on Atlanta. <laughs> this is this is going to be the difficulty. Um, I'm I want to guess thirty seven and a half. Thirty five and a half. Thirty five and a half. Um, I think this is going to be telling about how good of a coach Spolstra is. That's a good point. He got... There's kind of two sides of, like, when the Heat were good. Like, well, Spolstra was part of, like, creating positionless basketball for the Heat. And then there's also the side as well, just LeBron James. So, let's see what he can do with a below-average roster-wise that's set that's um, centered around Hassan Whiteside. And... Um, Take that with, with what you want. So I'm going under, actually. I am, um, too. I don't think they're going to be very good. I, I'm i going to go under, also. Cool. Under um, both. Right. Next, we got Orlando Magic. Oh, this um, is the... I mean, this is the team. <laughs> <laughs> Every year. They seem to be um, zagging when everybody's zigging. Yeah. Uh, everybody seems to... That, creating three-point shooting and fast guys, and they just got a bunch of big guys and a point guard who can't shoot. So um, <laughs> they or they didn't fire, but they... Scott Skiles, like, stepped away from the team. He improved the team by, I think, like, 10 wins, but um, they had 35 wins last year. Uh, but I guess that didn't work out, and now they have Frank Vogel. Um, yeah. they, they traded for um, Serge Ibaka. And and then they signed Bismack Biombo, and I was always saying, like, what player is does Biombo remind you of? Like, he's a poor man's version of Ibaka, and they just signed him for like probably like seven, I think like seventy two million, seventy million. So they're trotting out those two guys. They have Aaron Gordon now playing small forward, which is idiotic. Um, and they signed Fournier for $95 million. They took him over Oladipo. <laughs> so, uh, I think this is a 
interesting team. This is a solid league pass team. If I had league pass, I'd want to watch just what the hell this team is doing. Over under. Um. It depends. Is Ibaka considered? I don't know. Like, is he more hype than Oladipo? I I don't know. I feel like he would carry more hype. Um, and they just based off Vogel, Ibaka, and now a monstrous uh, series against Cleveland, Bismack. Um, I feel like they could. I don't know, 39 and a half? 36 and a half. 36 and a half. I'm going to take the under because that's <laughs> a very weird... I mean, bless Vogel, but they don't really have... Fournier isn't um, a dead eye from long range, is he? I think he's a better... Sh- I mean, he's a better shooter than Oladipo. Well, I mean, but, well, of course. <laughs> but, I mean, they have no... You could say Ibaka could kind of stretch. That's, I'm guessing, what they're going to try to do, right? Stretch. I, I think Ibaka? nobody really knows what the fuck what they're, they're going to do. Okay. <laughs> do they? Don't they? Wait, wait a minute. You left out like their best player, Vucevic. Where is he? He's still there. He's going to be starting. Oh, he is starting. Yeah. So okay. they have. Yeah. So A they rotation. have Bismack like coming off the bench. Okay, I thought I thought their lineup was Bismack. Ibaka, you gotta help me on that. You know I don't know. Okay, Okay, I'm gonna take the under. Um, I don't know how they're gonna score. Yeah. In a score first Uh, lead. He shot 40% from three, Fournier. That's good. Yeah. I mean, but... Payton shot 32%. And... Well, they don't. Well, that's the thing. Like, they don't have guys that even look to shoot besides Ibaka, who isn't exactly a high vote like Kevin Love. He's like an opportunist from three. He, yeah. He doesn't let it fly. He just. I mean, I'm, I, don't, I don't really watch, so. But I'm glad <laughs> that you're agreeing with me. That's good. Yeah, I'm going with under, but I want them to go. Because of Vogel. I just think they're like a weird team. Oh, yeah, and they have Vogel. Vogel seems like... Which is awesome, Vogel. No, I mean, the defense is... It could really be lights out, but... Um, well, you have to score. Next, we have the Washington Wizards. Uh, they fired their coach. Uh, I'm forgetting his fucking name. Uh, then they they hired... Say it then, motherfucker. Is it Randy Whitman? Yeah. Yes! Okay. Oh my god, and, um, I know it, dude. We gotta hired, edit this. Shut up. They hired Scott Brooks as their new coach. They re-signed Bradley Beal, $128 million, five years. Signed Jan Mahini. They lost Nene, and they uh, acquired Trey Burke. Who did they lose Nene to? The Rockets. Um, how many wins did they have last year? Oh, uh, they had 41. 41 wins. They missed the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, the previous year, they they were right there with the Hawks in the yeah. conference semis. And um, I think they had the problem of they 
like Randy Whitman should not be coaching in the NBA period, but <laughs> that team overachieved, so it just did him well enough to stay another year. I think he actually got a new contract, mm-hmm. but I think they regressed to the mean and had a 500 season, and now they're uh, they kind of seem like a similar team still. Um, we'll see what they can get out of uh, Porter Jr. What do you see for their over-under? What would you guess? Well, this is... All the time, we've... This is the last few years running. This has been our team also. We Like, the Magic and the Wizards are yeah, always the those... Yeah, and the Pistons. We, we always obsess over... Dude, they're just like... They have the pieces. They don't fit together, but they have the talent. It's... Yeah. This is like a, a, a Madden team. Uh, and it... I don't, predictably, real life is different, so they never put it together. Um, 40, uh, over under 43 and a half? It's 42 and a half. 42 and a half. Oh, okay. pretty close. Um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm sure Scott Brooks is a better coach than Whitman. Scott Brooks, he's kind of... I won't say he's in Spolstra territory, but it's kind of similar, like, is this guy good from the players he had, or is he an actual good coach? So Good point. We'll see with that. Um, going ahead, I think injuries are also something that's big. Like, Nene was always injured. Yeah. John Wall gets injured. Obviously, Bradley Beal, <laughs> has, I don't think he's ever played 70 games. All right, but, okay, here it is. His field goal percentage... Has been 41, 42, 42, and then 44, 45. So he shoots the three nice, but everything else isn't very complete. Games played 56, 73, 63, 55. Um, isn't a good free throw shooter, never shot above 80%. That's surprising. Um, so I'm honestly kind of down on Beal. I think he's kind of overrated, but he is 23. Anything else? Oh, over-under. I don't know. I, I feel like as long as they stay healthy, they'll, it'll, they ju- they'll just happen to exceed the, uh, you said it's 42 and a half? Yeah. I'll give them over because I've been going under quite a bit and... They, I mean, they just—they have to stay healthy sometime. Yeah. I'll go over. I will go fuck, dude. I'm gonna go under on everybody. Oh fuck, I'm going under. Okay. Um. All right. Last, finishing up the Southeast Division, the Charlotte Hornets. They re-signed Batum to 125 mil, five years. That's who I wanted on the Warriors. I didn't want Durant. I wanted Batum for like 70 mil. But that's just not how the market went. (laughs) Uh, They uh, lost Al Jefferson. And they signed uh, Roy Hibbert, your boy. Oh my god. And they oh. also traded for Marco Bellinelli. And they have a guy named Andrew Andrews on their team. Um, 
this team, like, on paper doesn't look very sexy. Like, Kemba Walker's their best player. I. He just seems like a volume shooting point guard, which is not my kind of point guard. He doesn't shoot that well. Um, like AI, kind of? Like Stefan Marbury, like that type oh. of shit. Like Steve Francis. Okay. Um, I don't know, like, Kid Gilchrist is nice, but... Like, where are they going to... Where's, like, their young building blocks? Like, Cody Zeller hasn't done much. They keep drafting white big guys. <laughs> Frank Kaminsky. Okay. How did they win 48 games? That's a lot. Who do they have? They just have a lot of guys that can score, like, seven and a half points per game. Well, they're, like, deep... They have, like, a lot of competent deep, but they're not, like, deeply talented. Like, anybody can go off. They just have a lot of, like, 8 to 11 point guys. Looking at their roster and stats... Hold on. They had Tyler Hansborough, white. Spencer Hawes, white. Frank Kaminsky, white. Cody Zeller, white. Four white big men? Is this... Is this 1959 or is this 2016? Jiminy Christmas. What were you going to say? Um, this almost looked like a college team. Like, yeah. when I would pick one of these crazy upsets in, I mean, my innumerable failed brackets, Yeah. Um, I would always just, I don't know, maybe I knew one player from a mid-major program. And then this I is go, the sexy mid-major team. This is. This, this is. is Dayton. Kemba is the star. And then they have that guy who is like a 6'9", versatile guy who gets like six boards a game and eight <laughs> points a game. And then another like 6'10", yeah. versatile guy gets like four and a half rebounds a game and like six points a game. All right, what's the Charlotte Hornets over-under? Did they add anybody? They added Hibbert and Bellinelli. That's right, that's right. Thank you for <laughs> repeating <laughs> again. Sorry, obvious. obvious. Um, Hibbert didn't do anything last year. Nope. And he would, on the, on the Lakers, and... These aren't, like, hype ads. These aren't, like, hype additions. I think Promise. Bellinelli will just kind of strengthen their bench, give them some shooting... Well, but Hibbert, he, hopefully you can get like 12. Is he just at the stage where you're hoping for like 12 minutes a game? I don't know what stage he's at. I just know that <laughs> none of these are inspiring. Oh, every time there's a former Pacer, you need to go a little more in depth. <laughs> like a memory or something. Well, I just... <laughs> like, what's your thing about Hibbert? a big man? He's a 7-3 big man and can't score anything. Well, he's 7-2. So, I've said this before in our... Uh, mock podcast over the phone. Yeah. I, I keep bringing this up. A 7-2 guy who is a throwback, uh, an, an old school throwback, back to the basket kind of playing style and game. How is a 7-2 guy who worked out with Olajuwon and has a just an old-time playing style, back to the basket. How does he shoot 46%? 
on a on a good season. On, and uh, that's his. That's like one of his better. Se- that's one of his best, not better, best. If not his best, how does that happen? I don't know. He shoots like forty four percent. And I want to root for him because he's like into the comedy scene. Like oh, he's done he some funny bits. He was on Parks and Rec. Yeah, I wanted to say there's I've... a really funny like Pete Holmes interview he's done. Um, so I'm like rooting for the guy, but he's a likable guy. I yeah, like him. But... Shot forty four percent last year. And <laughs> but the thing is, that's not out of you know. I don't want to say out of character, but that's not really so rare for him. Yeah, that's really kind of the norm. He shoots. What's his career percentage? Forty six percent. Oh, that's better than I thought. But look at this. It it's gone. It's he hasn't shot above forty five percent in forty years. Four. Yeah. Or three and a half. Four. I don't know. Yeah. All right. So, what's the over under? <laughs> I you got me started. <laughs> I, I I I'm trying to I'm trying to memorialize him. All I don't right. know. Is he going to have like, a career rejuvenation? Can he pass Cody Zeller and seven other white guys on the depth chart? I want him to. Uh, which I don't know that I want him to. I just want him to be happy. I feel like a parent <laughs> <laughs> who lost their you know, kid to maybe mischief or something. I, I just want him to be happy. Yeah. Um, 11 PER last year. Put that in, you know, put that in perspective for us. What is like eleven per? You said Bradley so Beal fifteen is so average. So a, an average per is fifteen. Um, a all star level is like nineteen to twenty one, and then MVP level is like twenty four, and then like an all time is like twenty seven, and the best ever is. 31-something or 32-something, and Steph just had, like, this... I think he just missed. I think he just had the second-best season ever in terms of PR. I feel like there's going to be respect for them. 45 and a half? 41. Wow, that's not much respect. I don't know how... They haven't put together two straight seasons that are good with... Steve Clifford. Um, So, you know... I'm going over... I want to go under, but I've been going under this whole time. But that didn't stop me last year. I went over on almost everybody except Philly and maybe Milwaukee. I don't know. Um, just give me the option to stay at 41. Like, just say 41. No, but you get your money back if this was, if we were betting, if it landed on the number. Can we apply those rules? Sure. You like 41? I love 41. All right. I'll go 41. All right, next up, Boston Celtics. They had a big uh, offseason. They failed in getting Kevin Durant, despite bringing old Tom Brady to the party. Uh, they added Al Horford. This is probably their biggest free agent signing in franchise history, which is weird. Because um, they traded for KG? Yeah. And Okay. Um, they had uh, 133 million over four years. They drafted Jalen Brown with the third overall pick. I think that was surprising for most people. Uh, they own the Brooklyn Nets first round pick again going into <laughs> uh, this uh, next season. Oh my um, god! And 
yeah, they had a nice, they lost in seven games to the Hawks in the first round. Um, how many wins did they have last year? Uh, it says 48. 48. Uh, oh my god, there were four teams with 48 wins. Yeah. <laughs> Three through six, wow. So can they challenge the Cavs? The Every answer is no. Well, okay, well, that's your answer. Yeah. Um, it's, I feel... I almost feel like LeBron, LeBron's life has become a movie, and his NBA career has also become kind of like a movie. I feel like every year it's going to be the same plot. He's been typecast. Two years ago, it was um, uh, who 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 did the Cavs play when they made it to the to the finals and lost to the Warriors. Um. Atlanta? Yeah, it was Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. Two years ago, it was Atlanta. Last year, it was Toronto. The next, like, two, three years, it could just be a different team each time. And the ending's always the same. LeBron saves the day. Cavs go to the finals. And I feel like it could be Boston's turn this year to yeah. sort of be the challenger and then, once again, you know, the familiar ending. Um... They have a lot of guys. They have 16 players under contract, and you can only hold 15. Um, so they've got a lot of guys. They're definitely positioned to make a big trade, whether that's for, like, Boogie Cousins or Anthony Davis. Um, in the in the next few years. Yeah, or now, um, you know. Um, also, they could make, like, a super team. Cousins, I, feel like, I feel like super team is fucked out now that the Warriors have their team. Like, well, you can't compare. Like, you can't call yourself a super team while the Warriors are living. Um, but I get what you're saying. Like the 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 but the but I mean, there's different degrees, right? Like, but the Warriors are the di- pre- super team is supposed to be like ultimate, so there should be no degrees of it. Okay, it's like I a thought, status you reach. Well, I thought it was like the Celtics were super team, and yeah. then like the. Cavs were also, or um, I'm sorry, the Heat with LeBron. Mm-hmm. I thought they were also super. Deep. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Honestly, um, for this year, I mean, tell me about Jalen Brown and tell our audience who could really use the uh, <laughs> the uh, analysis yeah, for for who's, the audience for the audience. Because um, you say surprised a lot of people, which surprised me. Cause, yeah. So who's Jalen? He's Brown? a six seven small forward who played at Cal. Um, oh my! He was a Cal player. Act like you know that. I do, okay. <laughs> he was a Cal player. Yeah, and he. Um, That's shocking. He plays like kind of more big man for Cal, just because it's college. And six seven um, gets you big man. Yeah. yeah, he can't shoot that well, but he's like a freak athlete. Uh, he's long. Uh, he was a top. Th- I think he was. He was a top three recruit. Um, How much is I he think win? most people had him in the like six to eight range being drafted. Okay. Um, but how how much how much does he weigh? Two twenty five. So he is. So he's gonna play small forward, right? He's gonna play small. He's gonna play small forward, small ball, power forward. Who do they have? At what is this Boston team? Do they still have Isaiah Thomas? Still have Isaiah Thomas. All Marcus Smart. 
five nine of them. They have Marcus Smart, uh-huh. who I don't really believe in. He can't shoot. It just guards who can't shoot. I don't feel like have any space <laughs> in the NBA. At least today's NBA. Yeah. Like Rondo is sort of okay. And we'll get to that. Yeah, we're gonna get to that. I says the leader of the clubhouse. Okay. And so they don't they have... They have Jay Crowder, who's like... Oh, he's a small... He's like a bulky dude. He can guard, like, LeBron. Yeah, no, 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 no. So got Avery Bradley. Like, they got some nice defensive pieces in oh, here. Oh, yeah. Um, what about... So this... The reason I ask that, because... So Jalen Brown does have minutes of it. Like, they didn't just take best player available. Like, he actually can fill a need. Like, they could go Isaiah Thomas, Marcus Smart... And then this Jay Crowder and Jalen Brown. Yeah. And then Horford. Like, that's a mobile, not, like, really small lineup. Yeah, and they got some other savvy defensive players. Amir Johnson. Jonas Drebko is interesting. He's back. Uh, they signed Gerald Green. Former. former Gerald Green is only 30. It's crazy. He was one of the last high school uh, yeah. to NBA guys, right? You know, he was wasn't he the dunk phenom like a decade ago? He's actually. I almost want to say he is the best dunker I've ever seen, in game, but I'm oh. not gonna say that. But I think he does have the best dunk. I've the best non poster dunk I've ever seen. Meaning, a dunk that wasn't over somebody. It's when he was on the Nets, and it was like a half... It was like an alley-oop, and he got up so high. So. so What's their over-under? Um, these were hype additions. To be clear, I don't know if... <laughs> uh, uh, really... Uh, buzzworthy additions, if they... If that has anything to do with over-unders, but just for my sake, I'm just going to pretend like they do. So, that they won 48 last year and added all these people, I feel like 54 and a half? 51 and a half. Oh, wow. Uh, I'm going over. I am too. I definitely am. Because Brad Stevens, he's still the coach, right? Yep. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm a big... It's just a weird team that he took to 48 wins. His second year? Was his second year just finished? Second or third, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm all in. Yeah, I, 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 uh, over. Cool. Moving on to the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, they do not own a <laughs> draft pick this year. Um, to me, they're the worst team in the league. So they have no incentive to lose, despite the fact they have an absolutely losing roster um not much to say about them they have kenny atkinson as their coach now they have sean marks who was in the uh spurs front office now as their general manager so they're in a tough position right now they didn't get their draft pick last year either <laughs> well, uh, well they signed louis scola was that pearson garnett because yeah, this Pierce. is from the Pearson Garnett trade where they gave him 27 first-round picks for two dudes that were on their team for like a year and were incredibly aging. 
Their big signing was Jeremy Lin. He's going to be their starting point guard. He got about 11 or $12 million a year. I think you got to take that if you're in his position. <laughs> Anthony Bennett is on this fucking team. Uh, oh. There's not much to say. Let's not talk about them too much. Um, what do you think their over-under is? They won 21 games last year. Yeah. Which, they if had, not for They had Joe Johnson partly on that team. They had Thad Young on that team. And we're going to talk about Thad Young. This is probably the most disastrous franchise by far in the NBA. I think even the Lakers have more promise. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know what they're going to have. They're going to have a lot of cap room. Maybe they can get, they can convince somebody, but I think their brand is a little bit tarnished, which well, is really important. I think Prokhorov is like, was looked at as somebody who's going to do these big things and promise all these all this stuff, but I think he's just a weird Russian oligarch that maybe doesn't even really pay attention. It seems they got worse Yeah. from last year. Yep. Seventeen and a half? Nineteen and a half. I would be shocked if they if they hit nineteen. I'm gonna go on. Okay. Yams is going under. Alright, next up, the New York Knicks. New coach, Jeff Hornacek. Uh no more Derek Fisher or Kurt Rambis. And what happened to Derek Fisher? Um Phil Jackson's still there. Right? Yep. Still, Phil's still doing the general managing. Uh, they fired Derek Fisher the midseason last year after just about like 110 games. Um, if think I think he had a five year contract, 25 million, all guaranteed. Then uh, Kurt Rambis took over. Kurt Rambis is notorious for not playing Kevin Love while he was on Timberwolves. <laughs> he thought Ryan Gomes was a better player. Uh, so, yep, yeah, uh, Phil's big on the triangle. Um, Which, besides Pippen, Jordan, and Kobe Shaq has yet to... Yeah, we've yet to see that work just for, like, an average team. <laughs> and now that Derrick Rose is the point guard, somebody who just likes to have the ball in their hands oh and shoot God. all the time, I don't think that's going to be too successful. I know that they're maybe doing a hybrid of the triangle with uh, Coach Horny. Um, so we'll see with that. Uh, they added Joakim Noah, who in theory would be good in the triangle because he's a good passer. They also added just some some guys, Courtney Lee, Brandon Jennings. Um, they got, also got Robin... No, they traded Robin Lopez. Um, <laughs> uh, so what do, you, what do you think of this team? Last year they won 32. I feel like their over-under is like 45 and a half. 40 and a half. I'm going to go over. Dude, there's a lot of... T- because if Derrick Rose gets hurt, Brandon Jennings isn't such a... Um, uh, huge. The New York Knicks will be a huge <laughs> basketball team. I'm telling you. <laughs> when you talk about the New York Knicks, you're talking about a huge team. And nobody respects the Knicks more than me. Nobody. That was so perfect. I love Porzingis, Porzingod. Well, that's seven what it, three with range. Dude, they're going good. in two. They're going in a retarded direction. They want. They want. They're taking this as like a win now opportunity. Exactly. 
when their best player like barely has pubes and is like like Dirk Nowitzki type potential. So you need to be building with young players that are going to help Przingis not have the ball in their hands and commit sexual assault. Derrick Rose. Oh, um, like, ooh, that was so just... also their bench is kind of weird. Like they're, I like Kyle O'Quinn. He's their backup. But then after that, it's like Marshall Plumley. You know, Cordley. Marshall Plumley. Marshall Plumley. The they're going third, third, three deep of the Plumley. They still have Lou Amundsen on his fourteenth team. They have Sasha fucking Vujic. Jesus fucking Christ! I swear to God, Sasha Vujicic, Vujicic came back in the NBA last year. He hadn't played since two thousand fourteen with two games for the Clippers. But before that, he hadn't played since 2011. So this guy basically hasn't played in the NBA substantially since 2011. I know he played uh, on the Lakers with Derek Fisher. Maybe, like, Derek Fisher, like, fucked his wife or something and, like, was like, I owe you in the future. And then, like, Sasha was like, all right, you have to pay up now. But this guy was, like, starting and playing, like, major minutes for the Knicks. Like, as a shooting guard, shooting 38 from the field, 36 from three. Averaging less than five points per game. I saw a few games. I'm like, how? what in the fuck is this guy doing? So he's still on the team. Um, again, it's 40 and a half. This is a team that I think could fit into the, like, would I be surprised if they were a fifth seed? No, but um, I just think I'm just going on the under. I... I don't like the Derrick Rose edition. I don't like the win-now mentality. So I think they're going under. It is a weird... But it's just so much talent. I don't know. Talent if it was like 2012. Well, Noah's... Like... Yeah, the the Rose... That, that is weird, but... I'm gonna go. Alright, good. Alright, next up, the Toronto Raptors. Last season, they came off their greatest season in franchise history. Got out of the second round for the first time. Had more than 50 wins, I think, for the first time. Um, they took the Cavs to six games. How many wins they have last year? 56. 56. Uh, they lost Biombo, who had a huge playoffs after uh, Valachunas got injured. Um, they replaced Biombo pretty much with Sullinger. And they drafted Jacob Podol, Portal from uh, Utah. So I think they're kind of ru- they're running out the same team without Biombo's defense and energy. Uh, I think Solinger is more complete offensive player. Uh, what do you think their over under is? Is it forty nine and a half? It's fifty and a half. I think I'm gonna go under. I'm gonna go over just because I don't think they're that. Like, Biombo wasn't a huge part of their regular season. Yeah, well, the, that's... Yeah, I agree with that. But the, so then what, what are they losing? The What they're So, last year, like I said, um, occurred to me by looking at the, the research material you gave me, there were four teams that had 48 wins. And I feel like one of them, the Celtics, is going to come out of that. And I feel like the Raptors are going to end up in, in that pack. They're going to fall into that. So, and uh, 
spoiler, I think there's another team that could overtake them. Oh, we'll say that. I wonder what that team could be. Um, so that's why I say, I think Toronto, I don't think they got so much worse or so much better. Um, and Biombo was more like a, a playoff kind of awakening. But even so, just the improvements to the other teams. Yeah. So that that's that's my thinking. All right. Yeah, I like rooting for this team. I just yeah, I like the big crowds outside of Toronto. I root for teams that haven't had any success. Going over. All right. Next up, we have the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers coming off a hot ten win season. Uh, they drafted. Ben Simmons, number one overall out of LSU. He uh, just got injured uh, and is having foot surgery, I believe. He has a fracture in his right foot. Um, they th- Last season, they threw out Sam Hinkie, who was the uh, scientist of this 76ers experience. And um, now they have... Brian Colangelo, one of the Colangelos, Brian Colangelo. And uh, they're trying to put together kind of some more competent players. Drafted like, or sorry, they added Jared Bayless, Gerald Henderson, Sergio Rodriguez from Spain, if you remember him. He's on the Blazers. Um, And now they look, they still look totally fucked up, but I think they look not like a D-League team. Um, they just got Dario Saric, who was overseas, who they drafted three seasons ago. Uh, I think with the Ben Simmons injury, he'll be able to have the ball in his hands more, and maybe he'll be their breakout guy. Uh, Yams, what are you seeing for this team? I thought you left out, um... The promise of uh, the guy they've been waiting for like two years now, um, Joel and Embiid. yeah, Joel Embiid has been playing this preseason. How many with full minutes? I mean, can he take full minutes? I think he can. They're only playing him like eighteen or so, but I think that's just pre-season. that's a lot for preseason, isn't it? Uh, I think that's about right. Um, he's starting. I think he's going to be their starting center going ahead. I saw him hit a three. I saw him do a little dream shake. All that being said, I think he's shooting like 33%. (laughs) But I'm excited for Embiid. He's a great Twitter follow. He says some funny stuff on Twitter, but when I see interviews with him, he can barely speak English. So who would you start? Simmons, Noel, Embiid, Okafor, Saric. Let's just assume they're all healthy. They wanted to trade Okafor. This is going to be a, another lost season. Probably. I'm guessing. Because you just named all these guys that came over. They drafted. the pro- All these guys are big men. Honestly, because they've been trying to trade... Uh, Jalil Okafor I wonder if they're gonna like I wonder if he can actually get worse his value can take a hit 
if oh, they four? continue, yeah, if they continue to play him full time, I wonder if they. This is at least what I would do. I think I would, if I don't want the guy, I would maybe hide him because it's unlikely he's gonna gain any considerable value, and he could actually. So you're hurt. saying like by by not playing him, you won't show his severe flaws. No, I mean you. And then teams will be like, okay, maybe this guy just has something, and like basically, I don't know that so many teams were uh, so impressed with him last year, right? Otherwise, they could have traded him. What did they want for him? What did they want? Um, well, I don't I mean, know if they were. They might have been listening. I don't know if they were actively. Oh, trying I to thought trade they him. were really trying to shop him, like for. Just about any first rounder. No, right? but they're gonna have to shop one of these guys. I think. I think Noel is the only one that like could come off the bench. I don't think he wants to. Yeah. Which will be shitty, but I think like his style of play, which is more like defensive energy, yeah, suits yeah. better off the bench. While Okafor is more of like a centerpiece. He's more guy. of like a Brook Lopez guy that yeah is a centerpiece. Um, if I remember correctly, they actually played better with him off the court than with him on the court. Well, that's he's such a defensive liability. He doesn't move. He doesn't have a lot of lateral quickness. Yeah. Um, he seems to just have heavy feet in a way. And he was kind of bully ball, sort of, like back him down with some skill too. Yeah, I think he's a skilled offensive post player. And I yet- would I would start. I I love Saric, so I would start Saric at three, Simmons at four. And have them both like playing like point forward, a dual point forward system, and then Embiid, and then <sighs> trade Okafor. How big is Sarge? I think he's like six ten. That's what I thought. Okay, honestly, um, the, just going back to Okafor, the reason why I agree a hundred percent with what you said because Okafor, you said the defensive liability, and that was I thought one of his liabilities coming out of Duke, right? And right. it ended up be, you know, being the case. And so I feel like I don't know what his offensive efficiency was, but on a bad team, you could like it's rare that on a bad t- this a team this bad you improve greatly. This is going to probably be a lost season again um, because Ben Simmons is hurt. And MB like none of these guys have played together. So there's no timetable on Simmons yet, but I think most pe- most medical people are assuming four to six months. Oh, the team hasn't said anything. Um, would point. you sit him out? I think his agent wants him to sit out the whole season. Yeah, I this could be like Blake Griffin. I I know you you feel like it's just time. It, they've they've uh, needed to. I mean, they've been building up for this, for seeing like some yeah. hope. How long can you keep doing it? But honestly, take as long as you want. Um, I think I would sit him. And I think there's your like franchise needs some kind of enthusiasm. So just going through a whole another year of a player, of it's your just too much overall pick being injured. You, you just have to play him. Um, but what if what if he's not a hundred percent healthy? What if it's like no? I think you have to play no only if he's a hundred percent. But I think there's like if he's I think there's a chance he'll be hundred percent. I mean he got injured yeah. in September. All right, we've been talking about this for a while. What do you think the over under is? Um, 
I hated the abrupt ending to that. I wanted to keep going, but um, maybe eighteen and a half. Twenty-five. Oh wow! I think I'm gonna take the under though. Cause yeah, I want to take the over, but just for the possibility of Ben Simmons being out the whole season, I'm going under. Yeah, exactly. That that that's one of them, and. You never know. These guys have literally never played any together. Um, and that... When you have a bunch of guys who've never played together, it could go... It usually doesn't end well. So... Right. Uh, moving on to the Central Division. This, the Champs. fucking Cleveland Cavs. All right. Champs. What the fuck we want? Um... I don't really want to talk about them. Yeah, what, uh, there's LeBron no... endorsed Hillary Clinton. That was kind of interesting. <laughs> they lost Delhi over the course of the regular season. They scored more points and gave up less points per 100 possessions with Delhi on the floor rather than Kyrie. So they don't really have backup. I don't know what Mo Williams deal is right now, but they have like Mo a, Williams. They have a rookie. Kay Felder. Who's Kay Felder? <laughs> I think Kay Felder is their backup point guard at the moment. Uh we'll see what happens with Kevin Love. I think he's always possible getting traded. They added Mike Dunleavy. What do you think? They had fifty seven wins last year. What do you think their over-under is? I don't know, probably like 56 and a half? Exactly. It's, it's, uh, I feel like it's always 56 yeah. or Maybe something. they can just coast. I don't know, what do you think, over-under? Yeah, um, thing is, this is so perfect for them, because a lot of these are sort of guesses, these over-unders, but for Cleveland, this is exactly what it should be, like 50, exactly at 56 and a half. Um, I I'll, guess I'll take the under. I feel like they'll win 56. All right, I'll go over, and I just think they'll get 57. I don't think they'll get 58. I really just think no, they'll I, get 57. I agree with that. I just yeah. really think they'll get 56. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't think they'll get 54. They may get 55, but I just think they'll get 56. Cool. So. All right, moving on to the Chicago Bulls. Uh, they're coming off a 42-40 and 40 season. I've, um... I think was pretty disappointing for them. And it led um, They added Rajon Rondo, two years, $28 million, and mm. added Dwayne Wade, two years, $47.5 million. They lost Pau Gasol and Joakim Noah. Lost Mike Dunleavy. They did, chose to not trade Jimmy Butler. Why would they just had, Why would they trade Jimmy Butler? He's like... He's 20 a game. He's a defensive stud. He's like I, yeah, 25. I agree with that. I think there's some locker room issues with him. Oh. What um, what kind of... I think poor teammate type type of stuff. Really? Wow. I didn't... Chicago Bulls is one, of the, is one of those teams, if you don't really pay attention to the NBA, and you just like playing 2K, you're like, oh shit, they have Dwayne Wade, they have Rajon Rondo. Like, this team is about to be dope. But doesn't work. I could see them not making the playoffs. 
I could also see them getting the fifth seed potentially, but they just have no shooting. Jimmy Butler's not that good of a shooter. Rajon Rondo's a terrible shooter. Dwayne Wade is a terrible three-point shooter. Um, I don't think they're incredibly deep. What would you guess their over-under to be? Um, 44 and a half? 39. We didn't really touch on this with the Heat, but I don't get if you're Pat Riley how you don't sign Dwayne Wade. Like, he brought you a championship. Yeah. He supported, he was, you know, Shaq came in, but he led that team in the finals. You know, LeBron James. Came um, to him. And Chris Bosh came to him. Um, this franchise would not be anywhere without him. I, you know, you see the Mavericks re-up on Dirk every year. The Spurs re-up on Duncan every year. Mm-hmm. You know, even Kobe, I don't know how you can just say fuck you and not give him his money. And he's only looking for a two-year deal. So that comes off the books fast. Um, and they decided to sign, you know, a guy like Tyler um, Johnson for $50 million, who's a six-point-per-game player, you know. Um, so I don't get how you don't do that. So 39 wins over under. Picking a lot of unders but i think i'm gonna pick under on them too like they won 42 games last year i don't and everyone's hurt what are you going with this is a really hard one yeah Um, because they have some big men shooters like they have they have big men that can shoot but i don't know that they have guards that can shoot it's a weird team um yeah I don't know how Jimmy Butler, Rondo, and Wade. Just another like weird. You know, it's interesting. It, it seems I've been teams that have added familiar big names that you don't think fit together. I've picked the over on. It seems and teams that have picked or added a bunch of new faces that aren't big names and they're they. I mean, it's. Not clear either way if they do or do not fit together. I think I've picked the under on. I don't know if I'm just a big name kind of guy, but in this case, this is just too weird. And Wade is, you know, he could he, he could miss a lot of games. They could rest him because his knees, like Miami did. Um. Ro- these 37 to 44 win teams, I feel like, are the hardest to... Yeah. And this is every year, right? Yeah. I feel like we have this same problem every year. I don't know. I... Is Rondo kind of injury prone? Because I'm not talking about freak ACL. That's like the Ronnie Brown syndrome. I'm talking like actual nagging hamstring, quad, I feel like he can... Ribs. He has stuff, but... Yeah. I don't know, I'm going under. You said under, we'll go with under. Okay. Alright, next up, uh, Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, They are coming off of a 33-win season. Uh, Prior to that season, they were in the playoffs, so they took kind of a step down. Uh, Jabari Parker came back. I think he showed some upside. Uh, They they signed Matthew Delvadova. Um... They signed Michael Beasley. They drafted Thon Maker, the 
38-year-old out of Africa, Australia, and Canada. <laughs> um, International man. Yeah. He's a traveler. Okay. So, uh, I think the rumor is that Giannis is going to be playing point starting point guard. I think they're going to have tons of length between Giannis, Middleton, who's actually hurt, Carter Williams, if they want to play him. Thon Maker is incredibly long. John Henson's long. Um, Jabari's got some length. So, interesting team. Kind of hard to judge. What do you think? Um, their over-under is, is it 38 and a half? 35 and a half. I'm going to go over, no questions asked. No qu- Ooh, okay. This is a really talented team. It's rare that you have a stud, like Giannis. You have all these... Like, you have a lot of good role players, like Henson, that also have, like, interesting uh, physical, I guess, uh, traits, like length, that you can't, can't really teach. They really have a lot of upside. Um, wasn't Greg Monroe kind of... He's there, right? He's there, and but... And wasn't he kind of bad last year? He's pretty disappointing. Yeah. Again, kind of in the mold of big men who do not fit in the NBA today incredibly well. He started the season starting, and they started coming off the bench. There's rumors they might just, like, cut him just so he's off the team. Oh, my God. Um, I didn't know that. Who's Thon Maker? How, how tall is he? What is he? Is he a four or five? Thon Maker is a seven-one power forward center who is dark as night and <laughs> can kind of handle the ball. Um, oh my God! Is this the guy? Uh, I saw a picture of him. He looked like a a, a a sort of Madden generation. Like he looked like <laughs> a computerized. He looks yeah. He, he looks, looks computerized. Like a computerized. Digital. He, yeah, looks, he looks digital. digital. Um. So he's a seven one. See, uh, check I'm, out his like YouTube mixtape from like high school. Like he can ball on some like scrawny white kids. Dude, I'm I'm gonna take the over because they have like a score. Jabari can score. I love this team. This you is like this my team. kind okay. of Madden this is your team. Kind of this team. is like a Madden team. I keep going to NFL yeah. <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> this is the NBA. This is the NBA, but I, this is like a Madden team, and I I like. I don't know. I just like... You like this team. All right, I'll go over to... You kind of gave me some inspiration. Next up, the Detroit Pistons. They had a pretty successful year with 44 wins, getting back in the playoffs after uh, five or six years or so. Stan Van, still the coach. Um, Bringing back a pretty similar team, they added one of my favorite players, Boban Marjanovic, the uh, 7-3, 7-4 player uh, from... Uh, the Spurs previously. I think this is this is one of our hardest guessing teams the past four years. We always thought they were gonna that was that this year was gonna be their year, and it rarely was. And then last year, I gave up on them, and they finally got their over. Boban, does he fit the? Um, you said it not really today's big man, NBA big man. Isn't he like a really big like? He's like 7'3", like 290. 7'3", 290, 27.7 PER, shot 
doesn't leave the paint. But the difference is he's playing 10, 10 minutes per game. Oh, for yeah. what he does, he's fine. He's not asking. Okay, yeah. They have their center. They have their Drummond, franchise yeah. center. In That's Drummond. a good point. That's smart. Um, they have Tobias Harris for the whole year. He was acquired midseason. Uh, Reggie Jackson's hurt, I think, four to six weeks. They have young guy Stanley Johnson, um, who is, damn, he's 245. He's built. Uh, so, what do you think the over-under is? Is it 45 and a half? It's 46. Now I want to pick against him. All those years of picking, you know, in their favor, I want to pick kind of against them. Andre Drummond is shooting like 36 from <laughs> the line. Uh, Not even Shaq hit that, right? Was I don't know. Shaq like 45 at least? Oh, Shaq was 50 50, yeah. that's, that's what I thought. I, it's amazing these dudes like can't get 50. Like DeAndre Jordan? Yeah. I don't know how that doesn't happen because their form isn't like bad, is it? Yeah. All right, we're going to... Um, a caller's calling in right now. We're taking calls. Um, Yay. Yes. Hey, caller, thanks for calling in. Uh, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, my name's Roger, and I'm calling in from Concord, California. Hey, Roger, is there a team... Oh, thanks, man. really appreciate it. Is there a team you wanted to talk about or had anything you wanted to address on the podcast? Um, you know, the thing with the Cavs is it all just comes down to LeBron James. He is the puppet master to this. When LeBron wanted David Blatt fired, they fired David Blatt. He wanted Tyron Lue. Tyron was cool. He played in the NBA. Um, they didn't make any significant... They didn't make any significant changes um, in terms of statistically you didn't see their offense increase or their defense increase they kind of stayed the same so that was just kind of what LeBron felt like so if LeBron feels like he wants to trade Kevin Love then they'll trade Kevin Love so I don't know what LeBron feels like at this moment um, they traded or they fired David Blatt when they were the number one team in the east so they they will still definitely be the number one team in the east with or without Kevin Love so it just really depends what LeBron James pussy feels like at the time The Milwaukee Bucks are at a 35 and a half over under. Uh, Roger from Concord, California. Would you take the over or the under? Second of all, I'll take the under. Okay. Despite the fact you just said you like the Milwaukee Bucks, you are taking the under. Well, thanks for calling in, Raj. Uh, feel free to call in any time. Thank you. We, we rely on listeners like you to uh, get to spread the word. Yeah. We wouldn't be here without the listeners. Yeah, we're broadcasting this all across the world. Pocket to pocket. The out of pocket. Hey, hey guys, Scomo here. Long time. Uh, oh, we have, oh, we have a host, Scomo, from yeah. the out of pocket yeah, pod. I'm, call, I'm calling in real quick. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to talk about something that's been talked about a little bit. Yeah. Uh, all the, all the postseason celebration. Um, there, there could be another one tonight uh, where they, they, they do a go a little crazy and they it's really necessary to spray all that champagne after every game. Every series. Um, me personally, I do think it's all right. Um, well, um, Scum was referring to the MLB postseason, which 
teams like to celebrate by spreading different forms of alcohol upon their bodies after every series win, including when they clinch the playoffs and when they clinch the division. So, as you can imagine, teams are um, doing something that's supposed to be special up to six times a year, which is absolutely ridiculous. Um, there is no reason to celebrate after you win the first round. There are multiple rounds. Um, Celebrate your heart. Hey, Amir, Amir, would you celebrate after you achieve a goal? I don't really celebrate anything. <laughs> so I, uh, probably, probably not. Uh, uh well, Stu, you gotta celebrate something. Yeah, but ball. you go into the other professional leagues, none of them do it. Seems to be an only a baseball thing. Why do you care what other people do? Well, it's just a way, it's a, it's a way to judge the market, in a sense. Um, Baseball is a sport in which you can be um, under the influence of drugs during it. You can pack oh. a fat lip. You can play a sport while you're uh, semi-inebriated. Um, before we just jump to conclusions here, in hockey, you can also pack a lip. And secondly, there have been many players who have done drugs. F1 pitcher on LSD. Everyone was on cane in the 80s. Both sports, NFL, NBA, and MLB. And there's another reason, but I forgot. All right. Nonetheless, there's no need to celebrate after every round. That is ridiculous. But, all right. We're going to finish the podcast, and uh, I'll talk to you guys yeah, soon. All right. So finishing up on the Pistons, uh, their over-under is 46. I'm just going with under. I think they'll be around 44 again. I feel like a team that can't improve so much, like a stud scorer, which can improve a team greatly... Like they didn't really add someone like that, so they're probably going to be around the same. All right, so finish so under, under, under. So finishing up, uh, the Indiana Pacers. Once upon a time, Yams was a big Pacers fan. We had some great talks about that 2011-2014 era of the Pacers. I got behind them because I wanted them to beat the Heat. So, if you want history from 2001 to 2013 of the Pacers, you gotta hit up Yams. 2002, three. 2002, all right. Um, but you know he still he knows a little bit. Uh, so our last one, Indiana Pacers, um, just signed Al Jefferson, three years, thirty million. Right. Uh, they got in a trade Thad Young and Jeff Teague. Yep. Um. Said goodbye to Indiana favorite George Hill. Last season they went forty-five and thirty-seven. Right. Oh, they fired Frank Vogel and now they have Nate McMillan Nate, Nate, as their Nate, coach. Right. I was gonna guess something like forty-seven. Forty-seven is forty-five and a half wins. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go over obviously, and I kind of like. The, and you left out Miles Turner could also develop, dude. Yeah, I definitely think so. He is, he has really good mid range. He's kind of athletic. Um, Lamarcus with Lamarcus Aldridge with like more athleticism, yeah, high and release defense. point, good defensive player. Yeah. Um, I. I think at the end of the day, they just seem like a kind of a weird mix of players, though. They are. Um, I'm actually going with the under. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. 
Holy cow. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, uh, this about wraps it up. Uh, we're just going to give our three locks on the Eastern Conference, and we use locks very loosely. Do not spend your mortgage payment on these bets. So I'm going to start with the Miami Heat, 35.5 wins. I think that's an under. Uh, don't think they have much depth going, a lot of not much scoring. Second lock is the Charlotte Hornets at 41 wins. I like the over. I think they're bringing back a lot of the same pieces. I don't think the East is all that strong. I think they can definitely get the over. Lastly, Boston Celtics, 51.5 wins. They had 48 last year. I think Al Horford will add more. Uh, to that team in terms of wins, and uh, they have a young team, so I think they'll continue to develop. Um, so 51.5 over Yams. I will piggyback on that Celtics one. Um, I agree with you. They were one of the 48, one of the four 48 um, win teams. I don't know that there's a reason they shouldn't beat this. Um, I know Horford has been injury prone. But he stayed healthy these past two years. But I'll take the over on that, and that'll be one of my locks. So I like that. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks at 35 and a half. Um, last year they won 33. And this is always dangerous. Like, how could they not get two more wins? This is the game we've played with the Wizards, the Pistons, the Magic. But... I'm going to play it again. I love this game, so I'm going to keep playing it. And Milwaukee's, they're a playoff team. I'm going to I'm gonna put that as one of my locks, over on a 35 and a half. And then uh, the Indiana Pacers, nice. over on 45 and a half, lock. Uh, the reason I say that, because uh, I thought that they, fought, they got rid of Vogel because... He didn't really want to go small ball all the time. And Nate McMillan is more willing to go small ball. Well, there you have it. The first out-of-pocket NBA preview podcast show. Um, thanks for listening. We will be having a Western Conference preview as well, so make sure you listen to that. Also, uh, you know, Twitter, at OutOfPocketPod. SoundCloud.com slash podcast. And iTunes, very important. You got to subscribe, download, listen, and review. Uh, Thanks and peace out. Say goodbye. Bye.